0: Truth, love, and the good. Here we go. Welcome to the DTPHD Podcast. I'm David Tian, your host. And in case you didn't know me, I'm David Tian. For over the past 13 years, I'm helping hundreds of thousands of people in over 87 countries attain success, happiness, and fulfillment in life and love. And I'm joined uh, by a good friend, uh, Misha. How are you doing, Misha? I'm doing great. We are live in person in my home here in, in Taiwan. Um, and it's great to, to hang out in person again. Uh, we've been doing <clears throat> a mastermind summit. So we just had a summit here in Taiwan, uh, just finished a big lunch. So my belly's out in the video, but uh <laughs> and getting a little bit sleepy, but you got a strong coffee with you. Yeah. Uh, Misha and I have known each other for many years. I haven't sat down and calculated it, but I think we're we'll like getting close to 10,000. Now. Yeah. Singapore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 10 years. Cool. And um, we've, changed a lot over those 10 years haven't we uh yeah. it, so originally i met misha through um the pickup coaches yeah. at love systems because you were connected with them yeah. and doing some work with them um and yeah. uh i think when they came down to singapore uh we hooked up there and yeah. um since then you lived out in bangkok for all this time these 10 years uh,
1: years yeah. yeah.
0: yeah right and then i moved out there and we've had all these summits out in bangkok and um, it's been a, a privilege and a pleasure to, uh, to see um, your transformation and uh, kind of uh, parallels my own inner journey yeah. as well. So we're gonna talk about that. And yeah. uh, Misha, why don't you give a quick intro for yourself? All right, my is Misha. I'm from Sweden. Uh, What's more important to
1: bring up here? Yeah, well, i worked for Love System. I've been a dating coach. I do online marketing. I run my own company these days. I've been striving for freedom and achieving and becoming the true myself and uh, along the way I've had some ups and downs, dealt with addiction, I'm a member of a 12-step program and I've been a part of 15 years of my life and the last four or five years I've been doing it really hardcore and I really see the benefits of
0: how it has, that's me in person. Yeah, awesome. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Oh, hey, my little dog just All came right. back. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> A recovery and we wanted to talk about uh codependent, well love and connection yes. and how a lot of guys who are striving for achievement in terms of getting women or making money or you know all the scarface goals right yeah. get the first you get the women oh, the money then you get the women oh what's first you get the power the money women in yeah. some order and uh, a lot of guys are striving for that um and what have you discovered over the past year several years about the real motivations behind that and how they can um, get wow. there faster. Well, well, obviously,
1: I I didn't have a big problem with women growing up. I was the party guy. Yeah, party a lot, lots of drugs, lots of alcohol, and women just came to me. You know, yeah. it wasn't until uh, I stopped drinking when I was in my mid twenties, and I had a, a good year and a half where I didn't meet any women at all. And I just wow. <laughs> Hello there. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be a fun video. (laughs) Yeah, and I remember that, that loneliness. I was like, I wanted women, uh, but I confused it with I wanted to get laid, you know. Yeah. The ability to meet women. And as long as I went, I went down the rabbit rabbit hole of pickup, uh, got relatively good, got hired for working for a company. Somewhere along the way, something just clicked in my mind. It's like, wow, it's just... I'm treating this as I treated drugs and alcohol, you know? Yeah. It was not it was not about meeting people, it was just about, I'm just gonna hook up with one girl more, you know? Yeah. Just this one girl. And it man. was never enough. Never enough, and it's just, it's suddenly, I was just in this, like, almost like the rat race, especially with women, I like, just, one more, and it takes, takes a little bit here, and it's one more. And I never really saw anyone more than, after sex, There's just the next one, and the next one, the new excitement. Yeah. And um, it's just, it's not fulfillment at, at all.
0: Yeah. And yeah. So it's the,
1: and yeah. <clears throat> the people that I've seen that got the best that pick up, is the one with the darkest backgrounds. Mm. The motivations are, I know one guy, he was coming, driving home from looking at a house with his fiance and she broke it up with him.
0: Oh yeah.
1: and uh, He got a really good. Right. It's right. Just, right. So bitter.
0: Oh, right, so of course, sort of yeah.
1: resentful towards women in general. Sure, and right. He thought the happiness lied, lied in there, you know.
0: Yeah, and then as they get more success and experience more and more, it's increasingly less fulfilling. Like So they get some initial pleasure from the beginning of it, and then as they go down further, the years go on, they continue this pattern, it becomes more and more desperate in their urgency of, of feeling that emptiness, right? that meaninglessness, yeah. um, and it comes on in a, in a bigger way over time yeah absolutely. I think in mine <clears throat> I never
1: really um i'm I'm raised in a pretty dysfunctional family relationship. I never really knew emotional connection yeah they, they didn't know how to do it with my parents and so I, no one really showed me so it's just my idea of what it was and uh, I just went for the things that I got validated for for my friends growing up, you know yeah. Uh, how, how many beers did you drink yesterday? Did you, did you get laid? Yeah. I was like, and the more beers you can drink, and the more women you can sleep with, the cooler yeah. you were, man. Like yeah. some like self words, and my value came from my friends. Like you're the man.
0: Yeah. Man. Right.
1: Twenty beers and you didn't throw up? Wow. Yeah. So you got right. laid? Oh, it's even better.
0: Yeah. Oh, this. So my dog keeps jumping on me. Just <laughs> yeah. <She'll> laugh here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's a lot of guys are still motivated like that. They're still yeah. and. When you tell them this isn't going to be fulfilling for you, they are like, "Yeah, I know," uh," but they still keep with it. And why is that? Why do you think they they still keep at it? Like they have they have trouble understanding that what they're really after is this other thing that's deeper. Yeah. But they keep trying to get that feeling by doing these other activities that aren't not going to lead to that feeling. Wow. because it's so common with other things as well. What, yeah. What you really need is not
1: this quick fix. Yeah. What you really need is to look into yourself. Yeah. And it requires a lot more work. Yeah. And it's not a sexy sell either. It's like, well, what you want is a lot of women and get laid. But no, what you really need is look into yourself. Why you mm. actually want to get laid. Yes. What is it that you're truly lacking? Yeah. Well, I just woman. Like yeah. some people are just really afraid of looking into themselves like what why yeah. am i doing these things like they don't want it yeah they, they have no desire for it you know
0: yeah can you talk a bit more about that like why? what is the fear of going in inside Ooh. turning inward so just just as as you think about that because that's a deep yeah. one i've encountered that a lot now because a lot of the work i do is therapeutic mm. so i call what i do therapeutic coaching it's a combination of therapy and coaching and the First part might be coaching because they come with goals yeah. for goal-oriented type of customers, so or client profile. So they're achievers. They want to achieve certain goals, whether it's women or um, whatever uh, external achievement. And then as they get to know that, why aren't they getting that already? Why is it so hard for them? That forces them to turn to begin that turn inward, yeah. which then leads into a therapeutic process. And I've tricked them into that so that it doesn't alert their um, trigger that alarm, like, oh, no, I can't go inside. And I say, hey, try this meditation. It's really nice and easy. <laughs> and they get into it and like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that. I felt so many emotions um, that I wasn't expecting to feel. Like, great, now we get in that. But as they go further down that road, there's this resistance to feeling. Yeah. And it's and there's certain emotions in particular, like sadness, um, uh, pain, sorrow, like this, the whole uh, – Category of sadness emotions. Yeah, uh, anger okay. is another one because those are like two sides of the same coin: sadness and anger. They don't want to feel that again because they can't deal with anger either because it just leads them out of control. Yeah. That's what they're associated with it. So there is that resistance. And now I find it like, wow, why is it hard for you to put on a meditation track that will guide you to feel some sadness and then some happiness and joy down the road? Yeah. But that you don't want to do the same versus. In, like, I'm saying, if you do this therapeutic process, it'll save you thousands of cold approaches. Right? And, they're, they're, like, you know, like, they, and they think it's easier, so they, they say, it's easier for me to go out there and talk to a thousand chicks yeah. than for me to do a 10-minute meditation.
1: Yeah,
0: Like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> Why is that?
1: You know? For me, at least. when I that when I came to the conclusion that I was an addict mm. it's like when, when I could see because there's, there's a long process of not paying the bills and the, uh, doing all the drugs and getting collection yeah. uh, destroying something next week and every Sunday you're like I'm going to quit yeah. and you see the clarity for a few minutes then like a few days later mm. like the clarity goes away you know. but the moment you know that something is truly and genuinely wrong with you if you don't choose to act and change that part or fix that part that's mm. really wrong, then you then you know you're absolutely stupid. Yes, so, it's a, so if I can avoid this reality that I'm in right now with all these things I can do outside, it's so much easier. Yeah. Even though it's gonna be a struggle every time, like I have a sex with a girl and it's like after it's like oh, the I have fuck that Like how do I get rid of her now? Mm, like, right. it's, like, it's like to see the actual true reality. It's, it's, it sucks, man. Sometimes it sucks, man. To so see that you're uh,
0: not what
1: you think you want to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I discovered the twelve steps um, through reading about narcissism. Yeah, <laughs> of all things. So, <laughs> so the research literature on narcissism on codependency they're they're very closely related. Uh, narcissists will create codependence or they'll attract codependence. And then the whole literature around codependency arose out of addiction research.
1: Yeah.
0: And what was super interesting was all the therapists were saying that narcissists are addicts. Yeah. And all of these, any neurotic, any, any anyone who's, what's neurotic? That's a pattern that you are in that you can't control. Yeah. And it's not, and it's maladaptive. It's causing some kind of discomfort or pain or some kind of conflict in your life, but you can't stop. And here's an example of, of an addict. Uh, there are some obvious ones that they have their own groups and but there's also the addict for ego. Like there's the that's actually at the root of all a lot of these things, right? Yeah. So, so they can't stop trying to get women. They can't stop trying to um, make more money. They can't stop trying to look good in front of their buddies. Yeah. Even though they know, oh, I shouldn't be doing that now because I've learned through this podcast that Mm-mm. I shouldn't. <laughs> but I still feel like, you know, we have friends like that. Yeah. Like we tell them, dude, this isn't going to make you happier. This We tell them all the whole time, They're like, yeah, I know, I know. And then we meet them again a, a week later. They're like, hey, I got this problem with this girl. And, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. and it's like an addict. Yeah. So I've created these courses out of that studying the 12-step process um, that, will, that leads them through the therapeutic process mm-hmm. out of that. But I, I tell you, man, like the more I can learn about how 12-steps works and all that, that Helps me help these other guys yeah. find what they're really looking for. So we were talking earlier about love and connection, Yeah. and how that's really what these guys want. Can you yeah. talk more about that. Like, how did you discover that? How like I discovered that it. Wow.
1: It was not on purpose. Hmm. I, I I had a long period. I actually, got dumped by a girl. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I ended up in Thailand. I was dating a girl <laughs> that was a, a complete, of a story. completely <laughs> unemotionally unavailable for yeah. her. So she thought there was absolutely nothing mm. serious in this relationship. And obviously, I, I did quite like her. I, uh, obviously, I can see now that it was not a good relationship, to be in. But then she just thought, well, I didn't, I didn't like her enough. So I thought she was just hooking, uh, I was just hooking up with her. So she just dumped me. And I was absolutely devastated completely. My world was just pulled away. Mm. I was so arrogant. I never thought for a chance she would ever dump me.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: so I ended up here in Thailand. I uh, saw a lot of women. And I realized my patterns with, uh, with the women. That it's like same pattern I was doing with drugs, same patterns, the, the addictive behavior, just one mm. more. This yeah. external thing is going to make me feel better. So I going to get one girl, man. Yeah. And the hotter she was, the more validation. Uh, I saw the pattern, I broke it off, and I decided to focus on work instead. Mm-hmm. Same addictive behavior, become the workaholic. Always these things that mm. I can never be happy with me in my moment and myself. Yeah. So it's either some achievement, something that's going to make me feel that yeah positiveness, and so I was focusing on work at the moment, and I accidentally I ran into the woman I am dating now oh, yeah. nine years later Who's uh, in
0: the room?
1: <laughs> yes, in the room, but when I met her, I remember it's the first time in my life, well not maybe not the first time, but it's one of very few times where I enjoy spending time with a woman, even if I didn't have sex. Mm. well, yeah, that's it's a like sex cool. so. so yeah, eventually we did have sex, so obviously, but it was one of those, I did, I did enjoy the time of spending with a woman, even if it took like two, three, four years before I could even, like, dare to talk
0: about mm. how I felt about her, you know? Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, a lot of this pursuit of validation yeah. from other guys to look cool in front of them and, and pursuing sexual relations with women in a kind of neurotic way, like... Yeah. Um, like what they, what do they say about players, like notches on a bedpost kind of thing. <clears throat> and that, you know, well, oh, this isn't going to be fulfilling, but I'd like it. And yes. a lot of what you're, what they're after is actually, they think if they can attain these things, then they'll have connection with people. <clears throat> like the, the guy friends will not leave them or ditch them or abandon them because yeah. now the guys like you because you're awesome. You're the man yeah. and they look up to you. They'll <clears throat> never leave you. Mm. And the same with the women. Like, you're starting these relationships, well, we are, like, as pickup guys, we get into these little one-night stands or whatever, 10-night stands or whatever, and it's just the beginnings of things. But as soon as it gets a little bit too vulnerable, something happens. right? Either she pulls away or you pull away, depending on your attachment styles and all that stuff. What you're really after, though, wasn't just the sex. Like, I keep putting this out to you guys. Like, you think that is what you're after because it sounds cool to talk about that. Uh, But if you're really a sex addict and you suck that game was a lot of these guys yeah. began, they were, when they started the journey, they sucked at it. Yeah. Um, it would have been a lot easier for you to just go have hacked how to get sex on the cheap, yeah. right? Um, mm-hmm. Or you just be very incentivized to make more money, get a better job, get better pay, whatever it is, and just pay for it mm-hmm. versus developing game. What led you to the game approach? And, and a lot of it is the fact that they actually want a real woman Not a robot or like somebody they paid for. They want her to actually like him. Yeah. And then he can do it. Right. Versus paying because then it cheapens it in that sense that she didn't, she wouldn't do it with him if she weren't getting paid. Wow. So now, okay. So he's like, I want her to actually like me for me. Oh, really? Okay. So now you actually want real human connection, but you're going about it in this other way that will ensure that you don't get it. Yes. It's like my mind. (laughs) The moment my reality is
1: not up to the expectations, and even though I know, the more I expect, the more at this point I will be, mm. the more expectations I have, the more it doesn't line up with the reality, the more my brain will look outwards for pleasures. Mm. If it's for sex, it's for food, it's for validation, anything, you know. Uh, so, so that's why I always went for these things, because my brain tricked me to, I, I should get this and I, I will feel good, yeah. whatever that is, that discomfort will go away, you know. And anything that was fearful, I, I would stay away from. So that's that's like if if a woman in the beginning of the relationship with my, my girlfriend, I didn't emotionally validate or secure to know that I, she was mine and I wanted to be with mm. her, she would start discussions almost like, why do you like me? Mm. The pain <laughs> inside of the fear of me you would be what if I tell her why I like her and she doesn't say anything back? Yeah. Like yeah. the rejection was would be so deep, like. Uh, I would just try to get out of conversation. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and it wasn't until I brought proper step work, you know, I looked at myself, I could can get, get a little bit comfortable with actually do have flaws as a person. I, before that, I was this arrogant balloon, you know, I was mm. king, king of everything. Uh, I thought it was confidence, but it was mostly just arrogance. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: but I knew I was getting more comfortable not being perfect and at the same time, I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this leap. I'm going to, Try to give her a compliment, you know. Mm. And uh, I did those things, and it was beautiful, you know. I, I, I would. Do it. <clears throat> I never, I never would imagine. Yeah. How beautiful, it would be.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy that like when you do open up to feeling those emotions, that's really what makes life worth living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh things you're most
1: scared of. I was at least, I don't know, I know why now, logically I looked at it and i gone through it, but
0: that moment I remember, like, holy shit, mm. that wasn't that bad, it was really nice, you know? Yeah. Uh, was there a specific moment that you can remember when it hit you? Like, you can do this and this feels like this way?
1: Really <clears throat> What's our our old, old condominium there at uh, Pattern One. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> We were probably we were something like four or five years into a relationship actually, uh, uh, so I don't know why she stuck around so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. Like but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it was the moment I did it, and it's like wow, I didn't get rejected. I got accepted for who I am. Mm. It was like, it's like it's like like a safe zone just just grow,
0: you know? Yeah. It's real. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I a lot of emotion through. there. Yeah. Yeah. I am tired about him. Take your time. Wow.
1: But yeah, I'll help you. <clears throat> the big thing was like the acceptance of I guess the little boy that just wanted to be yeah. liked and loved by all friends and family, whatever. Yeah. But at this moment it uh, comes from the woman you love.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It blows my mind too. I mean, I I discovered it slowly. Mm. Um, I'm pretty old now, I feel. But I didn't figure that out until almost 40. I think it was 38, 9, something like that. Yeah. Um, And uh, so, because of various events in my life, uh, one of one of which would led me to be quite to be suicidal for about a month. Yeah. <clears throat> and that was always in the background. Nothing really changed except for me. Like Nothing in the external world changed. It was all me, yeah. my views and my emotions. And, and, uh, and it was raw, raw as fuck. So when I met my wife now, uh, when we first met, on the second date, we went on a vacation to Bali. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, th- the second night... We were together, um, something got triggered in me to these memories that would lead to this inner child. Yeah. And I couldn't stop crying. Uh, so I was so embarrassed, so I went to the guest bathroom, just locked the door, and I was just like crying, and I couldn't come out, because I was like, fuck, I keep crying, shit, I couldn't make it stop. Like, it wasn't good at suppressing it. Oh, and it was because I was also drinking at that night, so my filters were gone, like, yeah. it's just it's crying. And um, so, I, she, so I came out, and I was still crying. They thought she probably thought I had diarrhea or something, so I was like, yeah. which more embarrassing that I have a half hour <laughs> of diarrhea <laughs> or that I'm crying? I'm just gonna yeah. come out and show yeah. her I'm yeah. crying, and, uh, and then she so I just kept crying, and then yeah. she she held me, and I and then like I was accepted, like I felt accepted, like yeah, I was really surprised. I think that's the really biggest thing for some reason.
1: I didn't feel that I, my logically, I know my parents probably love me, I have an asked it once. Right, uh, but I never felt it. But you didn't feel it. I, did, I didn't feel it growing up, and I, I try to get it from friends, but it's, it's not the same thing. And then in this moment, when you, when you make yourself so super vulnerable for this this unrealistic fear that I built up in my whole my whole life, you know, uh, and then, then you try it and you get accepted, it's like wow, mm. it's 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 it was really it's like it becomes almost like a like a rush, you know? it's like wow, that's really really nice, you know. Mm. This is what I wanted, you know, but. I didn't know it was what I wanted until I tried. Yeah. Yeah. Like until I made myself vulnerable. It's like, yeah. Okay, I'll I'll accept it. I tried. I'll take the risk of going against this fear here and I'll give it a
0: go. Yeah. And it's. Why did you give it a go then? Why did I give it a go? Why at that point in your life, you're like, I'm going to give this a go?
1: For some reason, I remember I finished most of my step work the, the regular. I've gone through myself and I've looked at who I was as a person and my character defects and what other uh, spiritual qualities I uh, I should replace them with. And I was just a level. I realized that a lot of me, I was not the person I thought I was. Mm. And mm. I was coming. I, I knew for some reason. I'm okay. I, I'm not as good as I think I am. Because it was not real. It was arrogance. It was not confidence. Mm. I would have this blowhard personality. And I, I realized that. And I started behaving a little bit different in a relationship. I wasn't the arrogant, controlling freak. Because I didn't know everything. And it just, I don't know. It just made me a little bit more comfortable. Like, finding out who I was. And then, then, like, well, I should try these things too, you know. And it all, it all happened at about the same times. As I was more willing to not argue to win the conversation, but our, solve an argument what's best for us, you know. Mm. It all happened in, it, approximately at the same time as like, okay, I'm not always gonna try to win because it's not always best. And then I was quicker to say I'm sorry when I was wrong. At the same time, I was like, well, all this stuff that I've been going against and i fighting against this relationship my whole life is actually quite nice. It feels really <laughs> good. I'm, ga- I'm gonna try this other thing as well. Yeah. I can give her a compliment. Or when she actually mm. doesn't feel validated, I'll, I'll try it, you know, and yeah. suddenly it's like, wow, man, these things, I'm fucking a 35-year-old man. I've been doing doing <laughs> the wrong way my whole life, yeah. just because like my ego was protect. Like my ego was just, no, nah, I can't do that. No, no. Yeah. Uh, and I tried it, and I said, wow, it feels
0: so good, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. So it was uh, accumulating over this time of doing the, process, the step work. Yeah. In, the yeah, step work is really looking up. on, it's like, mm. who are
1: you, you know. What are your problem areas of your life? And like, all my problem areas in my life, there were costs of 75%, 80% of them were caused by me and my behaviors, you know. I was like, mm. arrogant, rebellious, controlling. And they were just, and I like, if I can see that, wow, well, first of all, when you realize that, it's, it's like, I remember it's like just a couple of days, I was like, wow,
0: mm.
1: I'm not definitely who I am. Yeah, Just the, started rebuilding process and just trying these things. and. I, I tried to date multiple women at the same time. I tried to have free ways. I tried, oh, yeah. yeah, all these things, external things. I tried all, everything except this thing, you know, it's like, tell mm-hmm. her I like her, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, these, these things, it's like, and, and it's like, the more I went for that, what I felt was
0: real at that moment, it's like, yeah. wow. Well, it's just, yeah. way, you can't compare it, you know. Yeah. 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 For me, it was a, it was an imperative because I was actually in pain. So like this, that suicidal period, that's what really pushed that, that shift. Yeah. Before that, it, I, was, uh, I thought it was quite simple. Like life was very simple. I thought if I uh, tick these boxes, like I have a great condo in this great city, I have a great party life, I have all the connections in town, yeah, yeah, yeah. get into any club, you know, all the stuff. And, and I was dating the, these girls and the people looked up to me, this thing and I had this money. I should be happy. You know, it's like, therefore, <laughs> you should be happy. And yeah. I was, I had pleasure. And for a moment, I was happy.
1: Yeah.
0: And then life continued. So it's like, you think, it's like a race. And you th- you think you're done after you, you sprint that 100 meters. And you prepare 30 years yeah. to sprint that 100 meters. And then the... Gun goes off and boom, you hit it and you win. You actually succeed. You get past the finish line. Boom, I'm done. Yay, you celebrate. And now you find out there's another 21 kilometers and you thought it was a 100 meter sprint. And then you're like, oh, okay, I guess I got to keep going because that's what life is. And you've obtained, like a lot of guys die before they even do the sprint. And a lot of guys think there's a sprint ahead. I don't even want to do that. So that's like the really lazy guys, the bombs, and they like they respond to that. Hey, get off uh, out of your basement or whatever, and wipe the cells off your chest. That kind of, that kind of motivation. Just make something of yourself, and that. Yeah. But we're talking about where we're in the situation where we've run the race, yeah. and we have one, and we still find it empty because actually that whole the race wasn't the point.
1: No. I think you said it really well. You talked about it. we search for this pleasure and. <clears throat> Pleasure is not happiness. Yes. Yeah. But when I'm not happy, my brain will look for pleasure. Right. Right. And it's just uh so whatever it is. The basics mm. for me are sex, drugs, and food, you know? Mm. Like always. <laughs> yeah. Even I've had a period right now when I'm I'm four years clean, state relationship, I'm about to get married. I decide I'm gonna try no fat. Mm. No masturbation. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I really realized how my brain looks for pleasure the moment it's not happy. Right. And I never I never thought to deny myself uh, masturbation ever in my life. Why would I do that? It feels good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as there was a problem at work, uh, as soon as something didn't happen when I thought it was going to happen, mm. my brain would just be like, you should. And it would just seek myself. so. Like, my brain, as soon as it's not happy, it, it looks for pleasure. It doesn't look for happiness. Yeah. It doesn't look to be mm. in the moment, to be here, to appreciate what I have, to feel gratitude. None of that. Mm. It looks for pleasure.
0: Yeah. For some reason, it just hardwires to pleasure. Yeah. Like, the basic things that we think that we need. It's really good. Get about it. So, one way to get to the emotions of your life quicker is to deny your basic, the usual pleasures that you go to. Yeah. Netflix and chill, maybe or you know whatever the normal thing you use to to numb yourself yeah. from dealing with what's actually happening inside. Yeah. <clears throat> and Yeah, mas- and porn and masturbation is, is one mm. common one, and if you de- and that's one of the reasons why in spiritual traditions all around the world for, for all through history, fasting was a big part of, and, and celibacy in many monastic orders is a big part of the spiritual practice. Yeah. the denial of. The desires of the flesh or whatever force you then to have the clarity to see what's happening on the inside of your, uh, inside you, in your brain, inside your mind, all these thoughts swirling around, all these different parts of you in conflict. Whereas you you could just distract yourself from from all of that by just numbing eating, Hello. sex drugs, but or the pursuit of those in the case of pickup artists. Yeah. They're not even really having much sex. <laughs> they're just out to try to get it all every night, right? Um, yeah. if, they're, if they're even doing that. Some pickup artists can't even get past the approach anxiety, oh, yeah. so they really shouldn't call them pickup artists. Yeah. So they want to be pickup artists, and they just feel the approach anxiety, and they geek out online learning all of these different things and never actually do any of it. That's like yeah. the majority of the guys. <clears throat> and the whole thing is, the whole time, they're looking in the wrong place. Yes. So I discovered this when I was in this place of pain. So I started reading all of this clinical psychology research and got really educated on that on, on paper, like I learned through books and courses yeah. and things. But inside, I'm like, <clears throat> I don't really know the difference between all of these different emotions. Um, and I, I started, I, I hired a method acting coach for some reason. I can't remember what started me on that. But I had a, an inkling that maybe, oh, maybe if like I'm watching Leonardo DiCaprio on this movie He's really good at depicting emotion. I wonder if he actually has the emotion <laughs> while he's doing it. And then I learned as I did research that they do. They're supposed to. Yeah. And the hard part for acting is when they yell cut to stop the emotion. You don't carry it home with you. Like, especially if you're, you know, in, in a, acting in a love situation with a woman who is not your wife. You're supposed to, you know, But that's one of the reasons why the emotions bleed across the movies. Anyway, so I started this method acting thing. I discovered on my second or third session, we were trying to do an emotion. I think it was like resentment or something. Like I was at the club. The scenario was like, I'm a guy at a club and somebody is hitting on the girlfriend or something. And I have to feel like, I don't know. So some kind of like subtle emotion. that's not just obvious, like anger or something. And the coach was like, um, I did the scene. Like, no, there's something off. Do it again. No, I just couldn't do it. <clears throat> but I didn't know what was wrong. Like, what am I doing wrong that is, that, because I, there's no mirror or anything. You're just saying, I don't feel it. It's not there. So it's like, here, let's do something different. Stare at this wall. And now in this situation, imagine like, just get into that emotion. What would you say if you're in that emotion? Say it again. Which is for the longest time. We're just throwing these like, fuck you, man. Whatever. No more. No no, 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 no. keep going. Like, okay. I'm just in it. Like, keep going. It's like, when I tap your shoulder, you're going to turn and deliver the line. Just one sentence. Cause, so I'm like, in, 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 and he tapped and I delivered the line. My face was like totally different. Like I, I couldn't move certain muscles. It was like really, it's like, and then I delivered the line. Like, yes, that's it. Like <laughs> fucking work. 20 minutes of work just to do one line. But that's how, that's because back then, and maybe even now for that particular line, I wasn't emotionally Available or flexible or yeah. vulnerable. I couldn't be. So some of my clients talk about it like they lived in black and white until they did this therapeutic process within yeah. written our courses. And now they see in color. Yeah. For much of my life, I experienced emotions in black and white. Yeah. Like it was either, there was very very simple, very basic anger, sadness, whatever. There was no in between. There's no colors. There even for love and connection, I didn't know what unconditional love actually felt like yeah. back then. Um, and I would say that even for me now, it's only been seven, eight years of being able to tap into that emotion and, and growing. Yeah. So, like seven, eight years ago, I just felt it a little bit sometimes. <laughs> and love and connection. When we talk about that to dudes, you know, imagine telling this to your twenty-year-old self, like he wouldn't even get it. Like no, I wouldn't get I would, it. I wouldn't want to. Sorry, my my
1: emotional filter was really simple when I was younger. It was, I was really happy at having fun, or I was pissed off. Yes, right. Because. Okay. What I really was feeling, I wouldn't even dare touching. Anger was what I was fe- feeling. It wasn't sadness and disappointment, and
0: <clears throat> uh,
1: that's like that's what I was really feeling. While like I would just cover it with anger straight off. Mm, yeah. It's like yeah. to really, really look in and what? Why am I angry? Like, no, no, that's not fucking happening. Yeah. I'm
0: gonna be happy now. Yes. Let's look for the pleasure. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Yeah. yeah it's like uh, yeah. <clears throat> and underneath the anger. And, it, and so underneath the anger and these more aggressive emotions yeah. will always yeah. be um, the what sort of the, sadness and the, the real tender things, emotions. Man. Yeah. And those will always be connected to fear. Yeah. So like the sadness and vulnerable emotions, because of the fear, when you add the fear in there, yeah. that, becomes a, that leads to anger as yeah. a protective mechanism. <clears throat> so like a
1: real... <clears throat> real feel of discomfort of all these things, you know, it's like, no, not touching that. Yeah. I'm just gonna the fear of going there. And it's like the biggest well this is kind of a little bit off tangent, but the biggest feeling, the biggest character defects and the feeling we we want to avoid but that is it's resentments, you know anger. Okay. Any choice made on resentment is usually a really poor choice. Mm. Your decision making process is really poor. Mm. And you would most likely do things that will not better the situation. Yeah. yeah. But if you always walk around with these feelings and then looking for pleasure to cover them up, you know, your decision skills are going to get really bad. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, and you have to feel this thing. And the addict state of mind is that for some reason, life is always supposed to be perfect. And when it's not, we look for pleasure mm. because, it, because I want to feel good. Yeah. Instead of accepting reality that it is a roller coaster and there is positive emotions and there's sadness in life and then there will be joy for certain things. Yeah. So it's yeah. Like, no, I don't want to, I don't want that. I just want the happiness. Yeah. And so right. then, then you end up feeling like shit. And you end up being resentful, controlling, and
0: mm. yeah, yeah. It's
1: like yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't, know why why we are like that. Uh, but like
0: the fear of feeling, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. W- So the the psychological explanation is when we were children and initially feeling those feelings, it was in some way we perceived it as unacceptable or we weren't held. So one of the things about we were sharing the story about our significant other uh, is that um, we found, oh, we weren't we we weren't rejected. We weren't abandoned when we opened up. Oh, we were actually accepted (laughs) and loved perhaps even more than we were before because we opened up. That's what we didn't get as kids. Yeah. And that's where that protective mechanism forms, right? Then it becomes, okay, as a barrier, I'm going to be angry now. Or as a barrier, I'm going to be, uh, you know, this other emotion. This, Or I'm going to do this behavior now. I'm going to go eat to, yeah. to numb this feeling because I'm not getting supported. I'm not, the space isn't being held for me here. Yeah. But now as adults, and this is a big part of therapy, mm-hmm. is that the therapist helps you to hold some space for you to feel that emotion and makes it normal for you to feel that emotion, which it is and makes it acceptable. And then you internalize that, like it's okay. And maybe even good to yeah. feel these emotions. And that goes through the, you know, in your 12 step groups or in, in a good therapy um, relationship. That's, that's the kind of maturation that forms over time. Yeah. I guess like what I thought
1: here <clears throat> in the end or the message would be like, why are we having this talk and it's like, it's really, why are you looking to get laid?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, why? yeah,
1: why is it so important? Yeah. Uh, is it just pleasurable? Mm. Or is it something that will make you genuinely joyful or content, you know? Yeah. Because uh, I've had customers as a dating coach that a good 15 20% of them they end up in a long-lasting relationship really fast. For some reason, they had something with approach they didn't know how to take them Yeah, right. right. There's this. And then there's the one that goes off the deep end, and gets really good, and never gets out.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. There's
1: a few of those guys that just need a little kick to get the
0: human connection. Yeah. There are a few who who actually just needed to know some conversational yeah. tactics or something. Yeah, and they, that's rare though. Yeah, there's not <coughs> a lot of them.
1: Yeah, but it's like that's that's where you want to be. Like you want. There's a reason why humans stay in long-lasting relationship because it is really, really rewarding.
0: Yeah, like, right.
1: If not, <laughs> we will all be Hugh Hefner.
0: Yeah. Well, imagine a world. So a lot of there are a lot of dudes with this anger and bitterness. And what you said about decisions made out of resentment are always going to be bad decisions. Yeah. The same could be said of fear. Like the decisions made out of fear will always be bad decisions. Yeah. And a lot of guys on the internet now, when I bring up you have these fears, they're like, Yeah, of course. Doesn't everybody? We're all afraid of this, and that's why I'm going to punch her in the face. Yeah. Like. No, we're not all afraid of it. You and your friends are because of your peer group and their crap, yeah. and that's why. Yeah. And yes, the majority of the world is immature, yes. and they have they're being driven by fear. Um, but in good in a good therapeutic uh, process, and uh, or in a in a loving group or in a you know a supportive group or a therapy relationship, you'll discover that you can remove these fears. So the therapeutic process is discovering the fear, yeah. finding out why it's there. And then, tr- and then, actually going through a process to remove the fear, so you're not afraid of that anymore. Yeah. And once you remove th- you remove the fear, life is now meaningful right now, without yeah. having to do all this other other stuff
1: in this moment.
0: Right now, that's yeah. right. You don't need to change anything about yourself. Yeah. You don't need to lose any fat. <laughs> you don't need to get you know make more money. You don't need to get more girls. Right now, in the moment, in this moment, right now, you're fine. Yeah. But because of fear, you don't believe it. Yeah. And then you do all this other stuff to. to to, that takes you away from where you should be which yeah. is being good in the moment in the present and going deeper right now yeah, <laughs> yeah it's deep man uh, yeah it's amazing well, I didn't expect this at all <laughs> yeah well, well I've had the pleasure you know we've, we've been yeah. doing summits for like four or five yeah. years but over the over the years as we matured in our the way we do our work and and it's deepened in the work we do most of the guys who started with us as guests that I invite, yeah. and just haven't been able to keep up. Like, the things that we wanted to talk about, they weren't interested in. No. And they really were still after those other goals of achievement that they thought would give them the meaning that they want out of life. Right. So this is it's hard. It's, it's like it's... trying to tell somebody 10 years ago what you would have known now in a way that you 10 years ago would have understood. <laughs> yes. People ask me... They usually ask me, is it hard to
1: quit doing drugs? Mm. I would say, no, it's harder to come into the conclusion that I need to quit drugs. Ooh, yeah. When I'm in, the, in that zone of, do I need to deal with my problem or do I want to pleasure myself? Yeah, yeah, That's harder because certain moments, I feel like I need to deal with this, I need to deal with being an addict, or then like, ah, fuck it, I'm just going to uh, do some more. Mm. And then it's just up and down as... And Disappointment and then disappointment and I go, now nah, I can do it. And that's horrible mm. and it's a little bit similar to this like, oh, maybe I'll try this out. Uh, maybe I'll try to feel better. I'll go to McDonald's. Like, but then like the pleasures are so much more attractive so many times, you know, mm. that it becomes a hard sell. But like if you choose to really work on yourself, the rewards are immensely. I have a daily program routine of five things I do every morning and then I go to meetings multiple times a week and mm. then I, I have... If I do these mechanical things over and over again, I feel
0: really good. Mm. I can be present more here and now. Well, what are the five things we can end this off with some practical advice? Well, at least you can share those. Well, they're very,
1: uh, they're recovery related. I I read a text that is uh, supposed to help me to focus on being there for others, Hmm. not to think about my own selfish needs to help others if needed, Mm. to listen for advice of other people because I don't know everything. Yeah. Then there's a a reflection on the day, what was the feelings I was feeling? Was I feeling selfish, resentful, was I feeling fearful? Do you just uh, check in like mentally or do you write? I have a, I have a group. I share it with friends. Oh, and if, nice. if they can tell, if, if I've written have been fearful three days in a row and I haven't done a certain oh. process, they be like, hey, man, you should, really, nice. should really check out. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah. So there's 20 questions total. Oh, wow. Every okay. morning I go through that and then I finish it with 20 minutes of meditation. Um, cool. Yeah, when I do these mechanical things, they might be hard and sometimes I don't feel like doing them. Uh, when I do them, the days are all manageable. I feel good. I can be more present. I have more patience. I have empathy. Mm. I can be there for my girlfriend, my fiance. Yeah. And everything is just easy. Yeah. 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 It's
0: like yeah. 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 I, I highly like, recommend yeah. uh, a morning routine of reflection yeah. <clears throat> and meditation for everyone. Yeah. I, I started meditating, well, it's five, six was well, 2013, yeah. well, six, seven years ago now. And uh, man, I... If I go a day without it, yeah. um, I'm I'm off. Like it's just I have too many cognitive parts in me that will just keep talking, 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 talking. If I don't attend to them, they'll yeah. just like. Yeah, it is. It is exactly that thing. And if I don't do
1: it, I'm arrogant. I'm controlling. I have no patience. I expect shit. Mm. But the meditation is probably. Half of my morning routine. Right. But when I do that, suddenly I'm filled with patience and all these qualities yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and when when I have those, all the people around me that I care for feels better. And when they feel better, it kind of reflects back, you know, it's really yeah. good. That's right, yeah.
0: Uh, reflects back. Yeah, it's not very sexy, but it is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's yeah. I think it's pretty sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so I try uh, mindfulness especially, mindfulness meditation for being present. And just being present with emotions that may be uncomfortable at first, like that prickly sensation or like physically you might have um, anxiety and you'd feel it in your chest or whatever. It's good to just sit with that yeah, and and just like, there it is. That's step one. And then as you get better with that, you can attend to it, which means to focus on it. There's that panicking in the chest. Let's focus on that and find out why that's there and let's, you know, then... Walk you through the therapeutic yeah. process. But what you can't even get that started if you can't do basic mindfulness meditation. No. And just like yeah, just having you be present in your body. It's very you do easy. Do it every you know? morning. Yeah, yes. yeah. Right. right. There's multiple app- applications out there for your phone. Oh yeah,
1: right. Headspace, calm. It's easy to get started. Yeah. They all have a free trial for their guided stuff. I started with that a five mm. minute meditation. I was mind blown. Yeah. How the mind quieted down. It's like, holy shit. Well, yeah. I, I I never expected yeah, that before. yeah. Uh, so there's tons of resources mm. free.
0: Yeah, yeah. To get started, highly recommended. Yeah. All right, I guess we can end off with that. Thanks so yeah. much, Misha, for opening up and sharing. <laughs> that was <laughs> awesome, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, and so well, I guess we're not plugging anything for you. Uh, if you want to yeah. learn about Misha, get message me. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm at davidtmphd.com and uh, let us know what you thought about the the podcast episode. Yeah. And uh, thanks again, man. Thanks for listening. You too, man. Good to have you here. It's fine. Thank you very much. Hey, it's David again. Before you go, a couple last things. First, all the show notes and links to resources can be found at davidtnphd.com backslash podcast, Or you can just go to davidtnphd.com and find it through the top navigation menu. Second, if you'd like to interact with me and other like-minded fans of this podcast personally, then join our private DTPHD podcast Facebook group. We've got an awesome community of intelligent, wise individuals from literally all around the world. You can send a join request to the group using the link you'll find in the show notes of every podcast at davidtnphd.com backslash DTPHD podcast. Click the link, log into your Facebook, and then click to join. We approve join requests every day. So go to davidtnphd.com and click the link to join. See you inside our group.